Preparations are in full force for the National Day celebration on October 10th. Soldiers braved the rain Wednesday morning to rehearse for the annual parade outside the presidential office. The offices of several political parties say they've received their invitations to the event, with the KMT chairman saying that he will attend. Meanwhile, the pro-unification New Party plans to boycott, saying National Day under the Tsai administration no longer celebrates the ROC. A jet crosses the sky above the presidential office to test the weather conditions Wednesday morning. A fly-pass rehearsal was postponed from Tuesday to Wednesday, then cancelled altogether due to low-level clouds. Fighter jet enthusiasts had gathered outside the presidential office to watch, but they left disappointed. Earlier in the day, soldiers had braved the relentless rain to rehearse in front of the building. Marching information, the honor guard filed in for a rifle spinning drill. No music was played, but each step, stomp and rifle twirl was perfectly timed in an astonishing show of martial precision. Then came the military police command's rapid response force. They were majesty in motion as they went past the presidential office building. Undeterred by the weather, the motorcycle company showed that it's ready to ride, rain or shine. It's been an unusual 2020. This year's National Day Parade will feature hero vehicles used in Taiwan's fight against the coronavirus. No guests from overseas were invited to the celebration, but some 230 representatives and officials already in Taiwan will attend. Organizers have also invited former presidents and representatives of Taiwan's political parties. The KMT is the founding party of the ROC, which is turning 109 this year. We'll go and loudly sing the national anthem and wish the ROC a happy birthday. It's a very happy occasion because everyone comes together. It's good. Johnny Chang will attend in his capacity as the chairman of the KMT. The New Power Party, the People First Party and the Taiwan People's Party have also confirmed that they will attend. The Taiwan State Building Party, however, has said it's unable to attend due to a scheduling conflict. The new party has also declined its invitation, saying on social media that it was due to ideological differences. At the upcoming National Day ceremony, a team of highly trained attendants will be on hand to greet VIP guests representing foreign countries. 22 students from National Taipei University and Mingchuan University have undergone an intensive 90-hour training course over 15 weeks to prepare for the big day. Let's hear from some of them. I'm extremely happy to be able to take part in this year's National Day ceremony. It will be the first time I participate. I'm a little nervous, but I'm also really excited. I hope to be able to do a good job at the National Day ceremony. I was an attendant at the ceremony last year. I was in charge of receiving guests. It so happened that there were some guests who spoke Japanese, so I showed them to their seats in Japanese. These attendants will serve as goodwill ambassadors for Taiwan during the Double Ten celebration. This year, due to the pandemic, face masks will be mandatory at the event. This means that it will be more important than ever for these attendants to convey a smile with just their eyes.
The coronavirus is boosting the stay-at-home economy, and one of its ramifications is instant dry noodles have taken the U.S. by storm. Taiwan's top dry noodles brand has been voted number 11 in a U.S. food magazine's reader poll, showing how the Taiwanese snack is gaining global popularity. Noodles go into the pot and simmer for three minutes. Then sauce is mixed in evenly to create Taiwanese-style dry noodles, now available as an instant meal. I like the spicy flavor. The dry noodles have simpler ingredients, so it tastes more like real noodles. If you make it at home, it's convenient and healthier than instant noodles. But Taiwanese are not the only ones who love dry noodles. They've taken off in the U.S., with Taiwanese brand Asha being voted number 11 in an American magazine food poll. Every year, the culinary giant sells 30 million packets. The Taiwanese love strong flavors, whereas Americans are more health-oriented. In the age of COVID, dining at home is de rigueur worldwide. That could more than double the noodle seller's annual turnover, which last year was 400 million NT. Next, they plan to expand into India and Mexico. As I see it, our early projection for the dry noodles market was about 1.2 billion NT. It's long surpassed that now, and we're heading for 2 billion NT. We're still a long way from market saturation because many more people will gradually turn toward these kinds of healthy fast foods. Noodles marketed by celebrities are also vying for customers. Zen Noodles, sponsored by TV host Sam Tsung, shifts 200 million NT a year, while the singer Jam Xiao's brand sells 300,000 a month, or 20 million NT. Jia Yi Shi Ri by Alyssa Chia is even sold in the U.S., Canada, Hong Kong, and Macau. The dry noodles market is one of the hottest spots in the food industry, not just in Taiwan, but increasingly all over the world. The Taiwan Design Expo, one of the Taiwan's premier design events, is being hosted in Xinzhou City for the first time. Its opening ceremony on Wednesday was a who's who of government officials. Both the president and premier made an appearance. Let's hear what they had to say. We are very proud of the work done by Mayor Zhijian and his administrative team. They have integrated aesthetic elements into public construction and public services. It's not only enhanced the quality and the charms of the city, but turned Xinzhou into the most competitive administrative district in the country. The people of Xinzhou really have got more and more to be proud of. Under the leadership of Mayor Lin Zhijian, the 300-year-old Xinzhou feels particularly beautiful today. Through the power of design, he has shown everyone what it's like to have a charismatic, capable and creative mayor. The Taiwan Design Expo will be open to the public from October 1st to 11th. It's a sprawling event this year, linking up three major exhibition areas. As part of the event, giant art installations featuring a creature called the Xingju Beast have been set up across the city. Organizers are also offering six walking tours that showcase the diverse nature, culture and history of Xingju. Hualien is full of breathtaking natural wonders. In recent years, a unique rock ledge has delighted thousands of hikers at Haishu Shan in Xioling Township. But with more and more visitors clambering over the special rock, it's starting to become unstable. Authorities are investigating whether a collapse might be on the way.
This is Haishu Shan in Hualien Xiolin Township. The magnificent natural scenery attracts lots of visitors, and nowhere more so than at this unique beauty spot. The protruding rock is known as Tengu Rock. A Tengu is a long-nosed demon in Japanese folklore, but some fear that this Tengu's nose might be about to fall off. Uh, it wobbles when someone goes to stand on it. When mountaineering groups go up there, normally almost everyone will go up and take a photo from on top one by one. This historian says Tengu Rock's story dates back to the Japanese colonial era. It was rediscovered in 2015. The area was a Japanese military base during the colonial era. The rock has been investigated by Taroko National Park authorities at Tianshan service station. They say the rock is definitely suffering from wind erosion, but the extent of the damage is not clear from a simple visual check. They are arranging for experts to test the rock more thoroughly. In the meantime, they ask visitors to refrain from climbing up on top. Taiwan and the U.S. have signed an agreement to work together on developing infrastructure and energy projects in third countries. In particular, the two countries will work together to direct private sector investment into Latin America and the Indo-Pacific region. This is the best testament to the partnership between the U.S. and Taiwan. We are real friends making real progress. In a step forward for the Taiwan-U.S. friendship and their strategic partnership in the Indo-Pacific, the Executive Yuan announced the signing of the Framework to Strengthen Infrastructure Finance and Market-Building Cooperation. Under this agreement, Taiwan's four ministries in finance and economics will work directly with the U.S.'s Department of the Treasury. Together, they will help private firms seize opportunities in a shift in global supply chain and work on infrastructure projects in emerging markets. The signing of the MOU, I think, really is a concrete step toward progress. It also affirms that a Taiwan government's new southbound policy was a step in the right direction. This cooperative framework proposed by the Ministry of Finance will allow Taiwan firms to capture global market opportunities in basic infrastructure and energy. Through Taiwan-U.S. public and private cooperation, Taiwan firms can help countries in the region develop their energy industry and infrastructure. The Ministry of Finance and the U.S. Department of the Treasury will establish a working group on promoting investment and creating opportunities for public and private sector collaboration in infrastructure projects. Its first meeting is scheduled for this fall, and it's seen as a step forward for the Taiwan-U.S. partnership. This cooperative framework can deepen bilateral relations, opening up more room for Taiwan-U.S. collaboration in many areas. On the front of trade and economic interests, it can help the industry and firms get a better understanding of international infrastructure projects and of new trends in the energy market. This will allow them to seize investment opportunities through international cooperation. This framework will support exchanges between the governments and enterprises of the two countries. The central government says it will help enterprises secure their place in a new global supply chain for the Indo-Pacific. Do you need to send money to a friend? 
At most banks, transferring money calls for entering long strings of numbers of the recipient's bank account number. But a handful of banks are blazing a trail by allowing wire transfers using nothing but a cell phone number. For this feature to work, the recipient will need to first link up their phone number with their bank account. Currently, just eight banks are offering the feature. They are the Land Bank of Taiwan, First Bank, Zhanghua Bank, Mega Bank, Kota Commercial Bank, Far Eastern International, Yuanda, and KGI. An industry representative says more banks are working to add the feature, which could become mainstream by the middle of next year. Well, it's been raining all week, but forecasters have good news for mid-autumn festival moon gazers. Most of Taiwan will get a reprieve from stormy skies on Thursday, the opening day of the holiday. Cloud cover is expected to lift island-wide, especially south of Xinzhu County. Besides the full moon, a celestial treat to look out for is the planet Mars on a rear close approach to Earth. A shrouded sky with intermittent rain. It could be enough to spoil a night of barbecue and moon gazing. But there's good news from the CWB. Its forecast for the long weekend is fair on the whole. Before and after the holiday, we'll happen to be under the influence of northeasterly winds. On this day, which is the day we start traveling to our hometowns, and at the holiday's conclusion, which is our first day back at work, the weather will be relatively bad. But overall, the weather over the holiday is looking good. A private weather company breaks it down. On the day of the mid-autumn festival, it will be clear to cloudy with sporadic showers in northern Taiwan. You might catch the moon between cloud cover, so northern Taiwan is rated two stars on the moon index. Moving east to Hualien and Taidong, the rating goes up to three stars, as there's a greater chance of clear skies. On the west coast, from Xinzhou to Pingdong, it's four stars, indicating optimal gazing conditions. But those in the south beware. Air pollution could obscure the view. And while you're scanning the skies on Thursday, you might glimpse a fiery red spot on the left side of the moon. That's the planet Mars making its way past Earth. It will be visible in the night sky throughout October. Temperatures will gradually rise over the long weekend, but the early mornings are still set to be cool, especially the early mornings of October 1st and 2nd. In the north, temperatures could be as low as 20 degrees Celsius, but daytime highs in most regions will reach about 30 degrees. On October 3rd and 4th, even the greater Taipei area could arrive at 30 degrees. Overall, it'll be mild temperatures over the holiday. On the day of mid-autumn festival, northern Taiwan will be cooler, while isolated showers are likely along the east coast. From October 2nd to 4th, temperatures will rise in the north. Rain is in the forecast for parts of the west coast and occasional rain may fall in the east. Next Monday, rain will return in northern Taiwan and the east coast. Cool temperatures are expected to return island-wide. Getting hold of a juicy pomelo is a key part of celebrating the mid-autumn festival in Taiwan. Most shoppers favor smaller fruits from older trees, which are said to be sweetest. Now, bigger fruits from younger trees can be hard to sell. So researchers found a way to turn them into beer. Council of Agriculture researchers in Hualien have created three beer flavors that showcase the pomelo pulp, blossoms and zest. Researchers hope to transfer the processing technology to farmers so that they can get more profit out of their harvest. 
Taoyuan Zongta Club has launched a baby box scheme to support young mothers. Based on a project from Finland, the scheme will give teenage moms a wealth of resources and useful advice on how to get through pregnancy, prepare for a good childbirth, and take care of their newborn. It will also pay for home visits by midwives to provide in-person support and care through pregnancy and beyond. DNGO hopes the scheme will draw attention to the needs of young mothers and encourage more investment in the future. Inside the baby boxes are slings, toys, a guide to parenting, kids' books, clothes for newborns, a baby sleeping bag, and more. When empty, the box itself can serve as a cot. The items are educational, medical, things for her to handle the changes in her own body, as well as to help her look after the baby when it's born, so that she doesn't panic, to help her understand how to prepare for motherhood. In 2021, the Department of Health is going to do its best to secure more resources. So if we make our humble effort, perhaps even greater things will come of it. I think it's a priceless good action to help take care of our young moms in Taoyuan. As well as providing the material resources that young moms-to-be will need, the Taoyuan Zhongta Club is also sponsoring midwives to make home visits, helping women to have a healthy and happy pregnancy and childbirth. This is based on a baby box project from Finland. In Finland, the boxes were arranged through the public health system and the midwifery system, and they organize home visits during pregnancy and teach the others how to prepare for the birth. It lets them understand how to prepare both physically and in terms of the resources they will need for the birth. Organizers hope the details of mothers-to-be who collect a box will help midwives to keep track of whether young mothers are getting all the medical checks they need and later whether they're taking care of their babies in the right way. They hope the project will protect the health and well-being of moms and babies across the city.